Hannah Kim. And I'm Johnny Voyager. Welcome to the 73rd episode of the Even All Things podcast. Yes, today we'll be discussing books and giving some specific recommendations. But before we start, we just want to remind everyone that we're not professionals in any field, and this podcast is just to talk about the big and even the little things teens go through. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back, or if you're new here, welcome to the Even Little Things podcast. Duani and I are so excited to have you guys here today to talk all about um, one of our favorite subjects, books. Um, so if you have been listening to this podcast, you know that Duani and I absolutely love books. Um, we've been reading a lot this year. Um, I know that our like Goodreads goals have been like pretty lofty, pretty high. So we've been reading some good books and I've been seeing a lot of videos on YouTube that are like giving all these specific recommendations. And um, like, I just also have been not seeing so many like recommendations for like specific like book tropes that I like want to hear about. So I just was like talking to Duani and I was like, oh, I think we should just do it for our podcast episode. So that's what we'll be doing today. Um, but before we get started, I guess we should do our little ramble as always. So Duani, what do you have to ramble about? Um, honestly, like this week I just felt so long because like I woke up today and I was like, oh, it's Friday. But then I realized it's only Thursday. And I think it's because we only have like one more week of school like next week and then it's spring break. So like every day just feels like really, really long. And, um, and like... Teachers like always love to give quizzes and tests like the week before Spoonberg or like a couple or the week um, before that. And so like I've just been studying for like quizzes and tests and I have like so many tests and quizzes next week. Like it's insane. Like my week has been like so boring. But tomorrow, like Hannah's already been to concerts, but tomorrow is going to be like my very first concert. So like I'm so, so excited for that because I've never been. And um, it just sounds like it's going to be so much fun. So, like, I'm so excited for tomorrow to end. So, um, Hannah and I and one of our other friends can um, go to a concert. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot this is your, like, very first concert. How do you feel? Mm -hmm. Like, are you really excited for it? Like, yeah, I've been wanting to go for, like, years. And then, like, COVID happened. And I was like, oh, this is, like, never going to happen. Then it's finally, you know, happening. And I'm just... I'm so excited because like I always see videos of people at concerts that I really want to be there and now um I finally get the chance to be there. Honestly, there's like no other experience kind of like a concert, especially for like artists like you really, really love. Like you you're like standing the entire time, you're screaming, there's like people around you who also like love the same music as you, and then you get to see the people that you really like. Um, and it's just it's so much fun. Like last week. Oh, yeah. Last week I went to Macy Peters, a Macy Peters concert with my friend Emma. And oh my gosh, that was like one of the best times ever. Like it it was not only fun because I got to go with my friend, but also because I just love Macy Peters and it was like standing room only. And we were like crowded around people and that was not that fun. And we had to wait a long time and that was not that fun. But like being like less than five feet away from like somebody that I just like love listening to their music and like hearing them live like that it was so incredible and so I'm really excited for tomorrow because even though I'm not like the hugest wallow stan I guess I'm still really excited to see them I'm still excited to like listen to their music hear them live hang out with Duani and our friend and um 
it's going to be a good time. Um, but if you haven't been to a concert before, I will say number one thing is there's going to be a lot of waiting. Like by the time that like you get inside the building, you have to wait like an hour for like opening act. And after opening act, it takes like 30 minutes for the actual acts to come out. So that is definitely not fun. Wait, I forget who's opening tomorrow. I honestly have no idea. Let me check. <laughs> yeah, you should check because I like I always want to know because I last week I had no idea who the opening act for Macy Peters was. And then I absolutely fell in love with him. Like Jonah Kagan is honestly my new bae. Like he is so he was so funny. And I honestly was so sad because he like sang the song. And then I found out that it wasn't even released yet. And I was so upset. Like so upset so i'm really excited i'm really excited for opening act because uh, now i have like good expectations for like opening acts and things like that and next week i'm going to the olivia rodrigo concert which side note is like a really bad time to go because um i'm so busy next week with like school because as Dwayne said like spring break is coming up and so going to this concert is like really really inconvenient but i am so excited to see olivia rodrigo like Honestly, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for the concert tomorrow. I'm so excited for Olivia Rodrigo. And the opening act for Olivia Rodrigo is Gracie Abrams. So I'm really, I'm really excited for that too. I've just been going to concerts like every week. Like I've been a concert girl lately, um, which has really been fun. Um, but like what else has happened? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I feel like it's been like really stressful. Like if you noticed from our podcast, we've been like releasing episodes consistently like every other week. I think it's just because life has just been has just been so crazy. And um, I don't know, like, I'm really glad that you guys have been so patient with us about that, because we feel really bad about it. But, um, you know, as as we've been saying, like school comes first. And as we've been finishing up senior year, like we've been trying to do really good in school, like do our best as always. And so that doesn't like stop even though it's like second semester, even though I'm feeling a lot of, I'm feeling a lot of senioritis right now. I think it just got worse. <laughs> I think it's just getting, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Like, honestly, like um, our journalism teacher, she keeps saying things like, oh, I, I banned the word senioritis or whatever, but it doesn't stop me from feeling that way. I think my senioritis has gotten a little bit like, obviously I'm still like doing like the same as I am in school, I just feel lazy, you know, like I feel lazy. And I also feel like I want to just get out of high school so badly. And I think it just got worse because like I actually committed to college now. And so now I'm like, oh, like this is everything I could do there. This is all the fun stuff I could do there. Here's all the friends I could meet there. And like thinking about high school, like going there every single day is like not fun. Yeah. Honestly, I think like after the first week of May, we'll be like pretty much free because you'll be like, done with like AP testing and like all that and so I'm a little more free but like I agree like I just the motivation to do school <laughs> is just like going down and down like like literally I go home and like I just pretend I don't have homework like I just don't want to do it like in my head I'm already graduated like there's nothing I just don't want to do anything I know in my head I'm already like a student of college like I am not I'm not a student at my high school anymore I'm I'm out of there um it's just and I've been like (laughs) it's a really 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 bad habit but like at the beginning of Monday like I see how much homework I have and then what I do is I like mass do all of the homework in like one sitting so I don't have to do it for the rest of the week because I'm like I'm not gonna do that I don't want to do that homework so if I can I will do like all of the homework in one sitting so I just don't have to worry about it 
And I've been like planning my week ahead. Like next week, I know because I have to go to that Livia Rodrigo concert, it like messes things up for like my school. So I've been like planning things ahead. Like I've been like, okay, if I do this on Saturday and I do this on Sunday, then I don't have to do it Monday and Tuesday. And then Monday and Tuesday, I can do this for Wednesday and Thursday. It has been so, I've been like micromanaging things, which is like really, really strange and really bad. But yeah, I mean- it's it's hidden hard. I, I think you're right though. Like after AP testing, it should be good. Cause like the only class I have that's like not AP or an elective is calculus. So I just have to worry about calculus, which is hard. <laughs> but everything else should be like pretty chill after that. And also after May, I don't know how many how much motivation I'll have. Like just to be honest. Honestly, I was telling my mom, I was like, after AP tests, like what if I just like skip every other day? Honestly, like what more is there to do and like I know like at least one of I I know like in two of my classes like the week after AP test teachers are just gonna like start assigning like end of the year projects and stuff like that so honestly it shouldn't be too bad I'm really hoping like no teacher gives us like more work but um other than that like I'm just excited for the like for the first week of May to be done and then I feel like I'll be free like, it will have work, obviously, because, like, teachers are not going to let you, like, not do anything for a whole month. But um, we're going to have prom. We're going to be excited for graduation. We have, like, graduation events. And, like, so I think it'll be pretty fun after that. And, like, it won't be, like, too um, school heavy. Yeah. And then at that point, like, everyone will kind of know where they're going. And it'll just be, like, a fun, a more fun time, like, a more exciting time. Because I think right now we're finishing up on like college decisions and things like that like I think tomorrow is like pretty much the last day that everybody hears back from like everywhere like I've already heard back from everywhere and I know a lot of people have too but I know like some people have like one more school like tomorrow or like a couple tomorrow so on April 1st so like now in the coming weeks people are going to start to to decide and it'll be like less stressful because I feel like this whole March has been so stressful because like everybody has just been heightened by the stress of like decisions. Like everyone around me has just been so like stressed out about my, myself too, like stressed out about it. And then like stressing out other people about it and then like talking about it. And then like, now that it's like finally going to be over, I feel like it's going to be a more relaxing, better time. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah, um, May, like, oh, sorry, March has just been, like, crazy, and, like, this year's college acceptances were, like, absolutely brutal, like, so many people apply, so many rejections, so many, like, being waitlisted, and, um, it was just, it was not a good month, like, I cried so much this month, like, it was just, it was, it was traumatizing, so I'm just glad March is over, and we're gonna start April, hopefully, a month that will not be too stressful actually we have like you have to like study for ap tests and stuff so maybe i don't know but just college decisions this year were like was not it like it was horrible yeah there was a school i applied to which guess how many applicants they got like a hundred thousand like eighty thousand eighty thousand and they could only take three thousand <laughs> I was like oh my god like I and I really thought like I was like "Mm, girl come on so honestly it's just been crazy like there's just so many applicants 
it's it's like tougher than last year to get in like because last year they um accepted a lot more people because they were being a little bit more generous because of like covid and um I, I, and I heard this like from my friend, like she's a freshman in college right now. And she was like, it's just overpacked at my school because they accepted like way more people than usual. And so they've just been having trouble like accommodating that many people in their class. So now this year, like they have to cut down admission and they have to cut down like the number of people they accept. So like a lot of acceptance rates are going down. A lot of admission is going down in general. And then on top of that, a lot of schools are having like lawsuits and just like thousands of people are applying. Like as Duani said, like there are some schools that like hundreds thousands of people applied like I'm not even joking I heard like UC what was it San Diego had like 150,000 people apply yeah and they could only accept like what like 7,000 or 8,000 people that's crazy like the 140,000 people that applied and like UC San Diego has like a pretty not like it's not easy to get into but like their acceptance rate I'm pretty sure is like way over like 20 this year it was like under 10 like it's just I don't know what this year was, honestly. Yeah, I know. Like, there are some schools where it's like, they were at Ivy League status with the way that they were, like, accepting people. So if you've been, like, dealing with it, we feel you. Like, it's 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 over. Like, it's done with. Whatever school you go to is going to be great. And we're excited for you. And if you're And if you're coming up, like, if you're a junior or sophomore or, like, even younger than that, and you're, like, worried about it, like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. We went through it. We came out in the end. There were tears. There was lots <laughs> of stuff. But anyways, um, do you have anything else to say, Joanny? Or should we start the episode? We can start. Okay. So um, Joanny and I decided the best way to do this is like kind of like organizing it. So I think we should start with first like um, maybe should we start with all these specific book recommendations or should we start with like popular trope? Let's do the oddly book recommendations. Okay. Okay, so okay, so some oddly specific book recommendations. So I I came up with this list because I was like, okay, it'd be like a fun little challenge for Dwani and I to like each find a book on this list. So like some of these I even like I'm like, mm, which did I say? <laughs> but the first one I I decided on was a book that feels like summer. Book that feels like summer. Um Honestly, like I would say, like the Spanish love deception, um, like anything by Emily Henry, because I feel like her books take place like kind of over the summer. I would say um, that people we meet on vacation. Um, yeah, I think those are mine that I can think of right now. I would agree. I would say for me, the summer I turned pretty um is a good series for that um I don't really know why but Twice Shy by Sarah Hoggle gives me like summer vibes which is like really really weird and um also I don't okay I guess that doesn't give me summer vibes I don't know I was gonna say some book that does not give me summer vibes it gives me winter vibes so I don't know why I would say that oh but I guess if you're looking for something that has like a winter vibe to like veer off of this I would say like love in other words. I don't know why, but it gives me like winter vibes. I don't know. Duani, have you read that book? Love in other words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you it's think great. that gives you winter vibes, or is it just me? I'm like, I feel like it's like really cozy. Like I feel like yeah, it's like, like a little, 
And then, like, from Luca with Love also gives me winter vibes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that gives me extreme winter vibes. Yeah, because they're, like, ice skating. Yeah, that that also gives you winter vibes. So if you're looking for summer, we would say, like, Emily Henry, um, like, um, the summer I turned pretty. So, like, very, like, kind of, like, fluffy, cute. If you're looking for, like, winter more like edgy a little bit more it's still like kind of like a blanket but it's a little bit less sweet than like um from the gulf of love um love in other words yeah um the next one on the list i put down was a book with a characteristic writing style entirely unique to the author like recently i read a book called like interior chinatown and like the book is written in like the form of a script. So like basically instead of like having like dialogue or like quotes that you'd like see in a normal book, like the characters have like lines, like as if you would like in a movie and stuff. And so I feel like I've never read anything like that. And so that was like a really, really cool book. And um, I honestly recommend that. It's like the first like English book that like, I really, really loved. Um, and like the writing style is just so unique and like it works so perfectly with like what the book's like talking about, which is like race and stereotypes and stuff. So that's um uh interior Chinatown would be like a pretty good book for that. Yeah. Um for me, I would say um, oh, Normal People by Sally Rooney. Um, if you've ever read a Sally Rooney book, I guess you know, like her style is very, very unique. She doesn't use any like quotations. So like whenever characters are talking, they're not like in quotes. Um, so that's definitely very interesting. And just like her writing style and her like the what what she like writes about, like her subject matter is very like unique to me. Like normal people is definitely like not a traditional like love story story conversations of friends this is definitely an interesting book like beautiful like world where are you um like all of her books are like super interesting and very like lyrical and like poetic in a way and I know some people really don't like her books but I I get them I like them and she has a very unique writing style and I really I really enjoyed reading her book um so yeah that's what I would say Um, the next recommendation, all these specific book recommendation we have is a book that is pretentious in a, a in a impress my English teacher kind of way. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I'm looking at the books that, like I read like last year and like this year. You see, like the X talk was like honestly like so bad. Um, <laughs> that's definitely not pre- <laughs> could you imagine if you went up to like your English teacher no I'm thinking about a specific teacher at our school <laughs> imagine I'm imagining Duane like going up to that person and being like mm, oh you should read the x talk <laughs> like I don't know like what kind of writing that was but it was so that oh like after it's like <laughs> it's so bad like honestly like don't I can't like think of anything that's like pretentious, like impress my English teacher way. But I feel like like the author that wrote wrote like after was like so certain that he wrote like such an excellent book and it was like the trashiest thing like I've ever read and watched. Mm. Okay, I'm trying to think. Um okay, pretentious, like impress my English teacher type of way. I guess like mm, it's kind of hard. I guess like 
atonement. I think atonement is a little pretentious. I had to read it. I read it for um, English, like an independent reading book. And it was honestly like a little pretentious. There's also a green dress. So if you like Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, you might like it. I don't know. Um, one of the main characters wears a fabulous green dress. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that was kind of pretentious in an English teacher type of way. And like any classic book, I would say is like very pretentious. But if you're looking for like a classic book that's not like intimidating at all, I would say read Little Woman. That's my absolute favorite. I really, really love Little Woman. So if you're if you're looking for something like that, I would say that's your that's your type. Um, if you just want to feel like pretentious, I guess like my year of rest and relaxation or any book that has like a lot of like prose um because there's tense books like that for me though I try to like avoid books like that because I end up getting really really bored and I'm like I feel like this person whoever wrote this like they obviously had really good intentions and they're obviously like way smarter than me but I feel like I, it's just I'm I'm too simple-minded for that <laughs> Do you remember in like eighth grade when you read like Jane Eyre, Eyre or whatever? Hey. Oh my gosh, that Jane one. Eyre. I hated that book. Yeah, that one. I, I didn't like that one. That was super weird. Okay, maybe it's just because like in eighth grade, Dwani and I didn't understand it or whatever, but I absolutely hated that one. I like most classics. Like I like Pride and Prejudice. I think Pride and Prejudice is really good. I like Emma. I like Little Woman. Um, I like Jane Austen books. I just hate Jane Eyre. I just, I hate I hate it so much. I don't know what it is about it. I just think it's like the main character. Like, I think she was entirely too, like, woes me, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. Not it for me. Okay, this next one. A book that felt like a fever dream. Oh, my God. Probably, like, Punk 57 or, <laughs> or like, Birthday Girl. Like, anything about Penelope Douglas. Penelope Douglas is, like, what in the world does she write like and people like praise her books like so much like birthday girl has like four stars and I was like what it's it's so bad she's like 19 and then falls in love with like her ex-boyfriend's dad like fresh out of high school you know just turned 19 and she's like dating her ex like ex-boyfriend's dad and then like Punk 57 is, like, recommended so much. This is why, like, I don't trust, like, book talk on, like, TikTok or whatever because they recommend, like, the worst things ever. Like, Punk 57, it's, like, it's, like, a 15-year-old wrote it on, like, Wattpad. Like, I don't get, like, what she writes. Like, and I can't believe, like, I read those. Like, those are, like, what in the world? I agree with you. I have never actually read a full, like, Penelope Douglas book like in its full like I've read certain like scenes just because I was like curious but I've never read like the book in full and I know what birthday girl is about and I've seen so many TikToks oh my gosh it's so weird I've seen so many TikToks where it's like there'll be like a dad and a son and people will be commenting like Penelope Douglas is typing um punk um um what is it birthday girl is typing like birthday girl has entered the chat like pike blah blah blah, blah. and I'm like that is that is really 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 weird I think that concept is super weird I don't know I you know that there's like some like book tropes where I'm like that is just weird like, like what was the purpose of that <laughs> like I don't 
that oh, is so weird. Like there's some things where I'm like, that is so that is so far. Like there are some like book recommendations. Like I see like on TikTok, it's like if you want like a spicy like he tries to kill her, then they find out that they're like this. <laughs> I don't like that kind of. I'm like this is so concerning at this point. Like this is so concerning, guys. Like come on, like really like I don't know like and I'm and I'm not like one to be like a prude or I'm not one because I like I like spicy books like you know and I'm not one to be like oh that is too much but like at a certain point I'm like no 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 like Like, it's so weird and like for some reason like her and like authors like that fall not like fall in that genre but like authors like her like, for some reason, like, always, always choose the girl to be, like, so, so young and the guy to be old. Yeah. And I personally don't like um age gap books. I just, I don't know why. I, I just like do not like story. age gap books. But, like, at least make it reasonable. Like, the girl be in her 20s, but she's always, like, 18 or 19. And she meets a guy that's, like, I don't know, like, 36 or, like, 40. And it's just, like is so gross and also like one of her books i haven't read this i think it's called like credence credence or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, there's like incest in it or something like i don't like i don't get like what goes to these like people's minds when they're like yeah writing books. it's like it's like there's like weird tropes like the step-sibling trope i think that's really i think that's far like i think that's weird that's it's not cruel intentions up in here like that is so weird um like, like I, I don't know it's just like, it's so weird yeah the the dating your ex-boyfriend's dad Ugh, I think that's so I think that's kind of gross to be honest like I don't think that's cute at all I like, don't know dating, I just don't think that's cute dating, like your brother's best friend or whatever or, like your sister's best friend or whatever like it's so much better than like someone's yeah. like parent like it's just I can't like yeah like at least brother's best friend that's kind of like oh like you always knew each other okay but then with brother's best friend though there are some like weird subsets where I'm like no this is so creepy so creepy like there's this one book what was it called like fix her up oh my gosh that was really 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 bad like he was really obsessed with like he was like infantilizing her like he was like oh I've known you since I was a kid like they were getting like really intimate or whatever um not to be like out there but like they're being like intimate you know they're like doing their thing and then like during it he was like oh I've known you since <laughs> you were a kid I was like ew why are you talking about that ew it's so gross and then, like, also, there's this other series by Penelope Douglas. Like, all her books are so concerning. But um, people recommended it so much because it's like, oh, it's dark romance. No, it's just, like, it's, like, pedophilia. And, like, you can go to jail for these things. So, like, there's this series called, like, The Devil Night Series. And um, they have, like, a five, and I would say, like, I don't know, like, a six? like five or six year age gap which is not bad but the thing is he was like 18 in high school like thirsting over like a 13 year old girl and like noticing her body parts and it's like oh and like obviously they don't start like dating until like after high school or whatever but like he's been like going after her and like all these things in like middle school or high school and like he's like way past that and then there's like scenes where like he lets his like best friends like almost you know like 
Harvard her and that she's like fine with it she's like oh you let your friends always do that to me that's okay I'm gonna still be with you oh that's so sexy of you babe like shut up no it's it's not that is just gross that is that's toxic okay relating to that like my favorite dream book is one that I read recently it's called a million kisses in your lifetime and I won't even lie I was very very entertained by this book I was so entertained like I read it in like two days I was supposed to be studying for apes and I read that book instead. Um, no, that's not that's not true. I was like reading it in between my breaks. But it was so I don't know how to describe it. It was so funny. You read it, right? Like Yeah, I read okay. it like after Hannah recommended it and I read it <laughs> and I'm like 98% sure that book used to be a whoop pad because like there's like this lollipop scene and I remember <laughs> reading it like years ago, like oh, that exact God. same thing. And I was no. like jail lollipop scene is just jail no okay but there okay in the book the only thing that i really really didn't like was like in the beginning he was like really really creepily obsessed with taking her virginity like creepily obsessed like he would talk about it like every time he would see her like in the book he's like oh there she is that's my girl like and like it's like creepy because like they don't even know each other and like he would just be like watching her and like she'd just be doing normal things like she'd be just like fixing her skirt or sitting down normal things that you do and then he would be like oh like I want to take her virginity like it would just be creepy like he would just be like over sexualizing her and I was like this is so weird like I hate when like people like the book characters like over sexualize each other to the point where it's like uncomfortable like of course like if you like someone you can be like oh they're attractive you can be like oh I like their eyes blah 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 that's okay like they're that's fine but when you're like every single sentence like over sexualizing that person being obsessed with like trying to be with them it doesn't even feel like love it feels like lust and also feels really really creepy because he's been like watching her and like every single thing that she does is like consider like I would consider some of that stuff normal like sitting down that's normal going up to the class like getting something like um picking up pencils that's normal like all that stuff is normal and he's like over sexualizing her I don't know I felt that really creepy and really weird like books that are like or the centered around like boys obsessed with taking like the girl's virginity or like they make a bet and they're like I bet you can't take this person's virginity or like oh I found out she's a virgin I'm gonna make it my goal to like take her virginity it's so so like it's it's and then they're always like I'm gonna teach her so many things and it's like shut up literally (laughs) shut up like that's so gross like please Please, like, stop over-sexualizing people. Stop, like, making it a whole thing. It's, like, I don't know. I feel like it's very weird, and it also creates a very, like, toxic, like, mindset for, like, people who are, like, maybe younger and shouldn't be reading these books, and then they think that that's, like, an okay type of behavior because there are people in real life that do actually act like that, and honestly, like, even though they do act like that, you should not be interacting with those type of people because they are very, very toxic. So I would say, like, that's my favorite dream book. And if you're going to read it, I would just be, like, very mindful of that, the fact that it's, like, really kind of problematic. And, okay, if you're talking about, like, a fever dream book in a good way, I guess Night Circus by Erin Morgenstein, I think that's, like, a good fever dream. Um, it's also a little pretentious, but it was a good fever dream. Uh, but anyways, and the next category <laughs> is a book for sad girls. Um... I would say, let's see. Uh, oh, Song of Achilles. That's like 
like it's like a love story and then it just like kind of breaks your heart very sad um there's like a book that we read in english class called like the things they carried and it's about like the vietnam war and it's just like really sad to see the effects of like the war on these soldiers and then like a lot of them realizing that you know the vietnam war wasn't necessary U.S. government was like doing stuff and like they they like you know suffered PTSD killed innocent people all for nothing and so like that trauma that stays with them that one's really um sad also and then there's like a book called like Long Shot by like Kennedy Ryan it's like basketball but it's not like it's like barely focused on basketball instead it's like focused on like the characters and like the girl's story is like so so sad and then I would say the last one I can think of is like Archer's voice and um it's like this girl that like moves to new town to like get a fresh start and she meets this guy however like he can't um speak and like he's like been isolated from society for a long time so it's kind of sad but it's also like a romance book so uh yeah those are the ones I can think of right now Mm, okay I would say um if he had been with me um okay if you're a fan of Colleen Hoover like you like that kind of stuff you like that messed up kind of stuff I would say if he had been with me is exactly that just a little bit more YA and I love that book it is so good I usually really don't like Colleen Hoover type of books where it's like kind of sad kind of like a weirdly like messed up relationship I don't know I usually don't like those books but I did like if he had been with me and it's it's about this girl and this guy and they were like best friends for a long time but then they kind of drifted apart because they're like moms are friends so that's why they were friends and they kind of drifted apart and they have like different groups in high school and then they finally start to become like friends again and then yeah it's just if you read it you'll understand why it's sad in the end obviously there's like no cancer or anything but you know it's sad it's sad um I'm trying to think of other ones um Oh my gosh. I know we've already talked about it, but love in other words, it's just so heartbreaking. Like what happens? It's just so sad. Like I cried so much. I was crying. There's tears streaming out of my eyes. Like I was like, this is so sad. Um, um, before we were strangers. Oh my gosh. One of my new favorite books. It is so good. Like a five-star read. It is so good. It's about this like guy and this girl. I mean, obviously like (laughs) all of these are going to be about a guy and a girl or whatever. Girl and a girl, boy and a boy. I don't know. Obviously almost all of these are romances, but um, it's about this guy and this girl and they are at like NYU and um, they fall in love blah, 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 you know, you know how it is. And, but it kind of like weaves back and forth between like present and the past. So like in the present, the guy is like really upset. He just got divorced. And, and then he sees this girl that he fell in love with at NYU all these years ago that they lost contact like on a train. And so he tries to like contact her and it weaves in between like present and past and like their relationship and how it like kind of formed. And there's like this like really weird, like shocking plot twist that I was like not a huge fan of but I like forgave it because I was like this is so good and I cried so much and I was like this is so sad um and then one last one I would say is um one day in December 
Um, I actually really hate this book. Like, <laughs> it's just frustrating because there's cheating. And I don't like to read about cheating because it makes me feel guilty. Have you ever felt like that? Like, have you ever like read a book and they do something bad and then you feel really bad about it? And like, you feel like you've done that. So I felt really, really bad reading it. So like, I don't recommend it like in that way but it was really sad like in like the whole thing was just sad like the whole situation they were wrapped up in was so sad and so unbelievably frustrating and so if you're like wanting to cry out of frustration I guess and out of like sadness for their situation I would read one day in December yeah I think that's on my like to read list yeah Honestly, if you want to borrow it, I'll give it to you. Just be warned. There's like some some cheating. Some that's all I have to say. Like it's it's a lot. Like okay, basically it is kind of weird. But like she's like on this bus, and then she like sees some guy outside the bus, and they make eye contact. And she like for over a year, she's like obsessed with like trying to find this guy. And then her friend is like, "Oh my gosh!" Like her best friend is like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I met this super perfect guy. Like we've been dating for like a couple months, or whatever. And she finally meets the guy, and it's the guy she like locked eyes with like on the bus. And so like ever since then, she's like felt like this romantic tension or whatever. But it's weird because he's literally dating her best friend. And then for the entire book, she's like, oh my gosh, like I'm still in love with him, blah, 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 blah. And like, it becomes this whole big thing. And she never, this is not a spoiler. She like never tells her friend that that is the guy she locked eyes with on the bus. Like, I feel like the whole book could have been avoided if she just like was honest and she just isn't honest. So like the entire book is just, after that like what happens like after that moment but like honestly mm, it makes me so frustrated (laughs) but like I guess it was good I don't know that kind of makes me not want to read it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really 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 frustrating like only read it if you really really want to cry like and not even like happy cry like be like "Mm, angry this is angry this is weird this is guilty like yeah only cry if you want to feel like really guilty I don't know. Um, Okay, the next one um, is, oh, something I really like, a book that makes you feel like you're in Bridgerton. Um, This week, oh my gosh, on Saturday, as soon as I came home from the Macy Peters concert, I binge watched all of season two of Bridgerton. All I have to say is Kate and Anthony supremacy. Um, I like them more than Daphne and Simon. I love the book. So anyways, a book that makes you feel like you're in Bridgerton. Oh. Yeah, I watched, okay, so, like, when the show first came out, I watched, like, half the first episode, and honestly, I couldn't get through it, like, I was like, this is the most boring thing ever, and then I just didn't watch it at all, and then when I saw that season two had, like, South Asian characters, or South Asian, like, women as main characters, and, like, I saw so many videos about, like, their tension and the chemistry, like, I, like, I had to watch it, and then I watched the entire show, like, season one, and two in like four days like it was season one was like okay but season two was just so good like the way that like these south asian characters were like viewed the same as others their culture wasn't like mocked or like stereotyped but like rather embraced um i don't know i think that was pretty cool but honestly though i really haven't read that many books that would give me like bridgerton vibes i feel like you probably would have read something um, 
I I love historical fiction, so I I do have some. Um, oh, but did you watch season one or did you skip it? Oh, I watched it. I watched it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you season know what one- I don't get? Like, you know the part where like, okay, these are gonna be spoilers. If you don't want to listen to spoilers, <laughs> I skip this part. But yeah. You know how Simon said that like he couldn't have kids and then she found out that he was lying and so like at night you know when they did that and mm-hmm. she like forced him to like I feel, yeah I, I, I saw videos that's like sexual assault that. yeah and I was like why are like people not like concerned about that because like at first like thought I was like oh this is weird like what is she doing and then like I was reading more about it and people were, like they like skip past the part where she's like technically like assaulting him and I was like you know now that I think about it like yeah so like first season was just like not that good for me but season two like the chemistry the tension so good no okay so season one had like it was yeah it had a lot of steamy scenes that's all I will have to say but like season one season two had like absolutely none of that like maybe like one or two like at the end with like barely anything showing but why was season two so much more like heated like I was like oh my gosh like every single time they like even looked at each other I was like oh my god like I would scream every time yeah I touched and oh my god I was like Like, shut up I I love shut up like (laughs) oh my god I love Shonda like all her like tv shows and stuff that she's produced so amazing Grey's Anatomy Bridgerton I think she did I'm not sure if she did Scandal, but I think, like, um... She did. She did. And then mm-hmm. what's the, what's the, um... How, oh, How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. Like, Shonda Rhimes is such a queen. Like, every single show, she just knows how to, like, do it amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so I would say a book that makes you feel like you're in Bridgerton, definitely Bringing Down the Duke. Um, that one is so good. It is, um, if I'm trying to remember... Yeah, basically, like, it's this girl, and she, like, doesn't really like the Duke, and she, like, goes to this house, blah, 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 and she's kind of, like, a little bit meeker, and um, she's, like, in the society of, like, women, so she's, like, hashtag feminist or whatever, um, and anyway, she ends up, like, you know, falling in love with the Duke, which is, like, really good, and then if you haven't already read the Bridgerton series, like, go read it, and any Julia Quinn book, I would say, is, like, pretty good, like, um, just like heaven is another one of like the Smith Smith's quartet is one of her series. And I think that's like pretty good, not as good as um, Bridgerton though. Um, And I think that her best book in the Bridgerton series is actually the Viscount who loved me, which is like season two of Bridgerton. So if you really like season two of Bridgerton and you like to read, definitely hop on that because the book is honestly like, okay. So the book is like really, really different than the series, but I'm okay with it because the series turned out really, really good. But I definitely, like, love the book. Like, there are some things in the book that I wished were in the series. Like, there was a specific scene that I was looking for, and I was so disappointed that it wasn't there. But I would say that. Um, so if you're looking for things that make you feel like Bridgerton, like, any historical romance, honestly, like, Regency. Um, okay, and so the last one that we have for all these specific book recommendations is a book that makes you want to dance around your room to Taylor Swift or a book that embodies a Taylor Swift song. Huh. I'm trying to. I'm trying to see from the books that like I've already read. What would make me feel like that? I guess maybe maybe like um, the deal by L. Kennedy. 
because mm. um, for some reason, like, I really like that book. And then um, maybe the Spanish love section. Um, I guess, like, any, like, really good romance book, honestly, would make you feel like a Taylor Swift song. Um, maybe, like, the love hypothesis. Honestly, that's all I can think of. I would say, like, um, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, like, the lucky one. That's, like, definitely, like, Taylor Swift vibes. Um, I'm, like, trying to go through, like, my reviews. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, Today, Tonight, Tomorrow by Rachel Solomon. Um, the Place Where You're... No, that's not a Taylor Swift song. That's a Macy Peters song. But I'll say it anyways. The Place Where You're Made, um, Macy Peters. That that goes with Today, t- Tonight, Tomorrow, which is actually by the author who wrote X- the X Talk. So I was shocked that I actually love today tonight tomorrow it's actually about like these two high schoolers and it's like their last day of high school and their last day of high school they play um what's that game oh my gosh it's that game where you have to like tag people and like oh assassin they play assassin but like while they're playing assassin they have to do like uh like a hunt around seattle it's actually based in seattle too which i really love so like there's lots of references that like i understand because like we live here in washington um and so i just like loved it so much and i was shocked because i hated the x talk but that's besides the point um and anyways i guess we should move on very quickly because we are limited in time to popular tropes um so the first one we have is enemies to lovers so favorite enemies to lovers book Oh my god. This is like putting me on the spot. Um I'm trying to think. <laughs> Cause like honestly, I haven't like found any good, like um they're always enemies. so trash. Like they're always like there's never the only enemies to lovers that I've been like, mm, that is so good is the hating game. And that is really, really bad of me. But like some, some like the other ones, I'm like, I don't think you're actually enemies. Like you're just like, like you just like have pent up tension. Like, yeah, or, just... like, or it takes like enemies like way too far. Like they're about to kill each other. And I'm like, how do you go from that to like, mm, I love you? <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't know, honestly, for like enemies to lovers. Cause like I haven't read like any good like enemies to lovers book and like some people think like the spanish love deception deception is like enemies to lovers and i was like like that's so weird um bro that's not enemies to lovers that's like the main character like girl being really really like unapproachable and stuck up and the dude just like being hopelessly in love with her yeah like a million kisses in your lifetime is also not like enemies they just like have this weird thing going She's, on like obsessed with her yeah i read this book like i think it's called like angry god or whatever by like lj shen and like in that the guy like really doesn't like the girl but it's also because like he realized he was like in love with her or like he was attracted to her but like he didn't want to be so like he grew up like hating her but like i haven't read like a good enemies to lovers where they're like actually like hate each other I feel like it's so hard to execute yeah because like most of it just ends up being like oh they just like don't dislike each other like it's just like whatever it's not like true like enemies enemies 
Yeah. It's either like too much, you know what I mean? Or it's like, oh my God, you are not enemies at all. Like, come on, shut up. Like, I don't know. I feel like there has to be like a good mix of like tension, some like good reason to hate each other. Like a good, okay. Also, that's my problem with this. Like a good reason to hate each other, okay? Like if you're just like, if you're just like, oh, I dropped my pen and she didn't pick it up. Shut up. That is not, that is not, that is not a good reason to hate somebody. Like, I, you have to have, like, a good reason to dislike somebody. Like, what was it? Um, The Unhoneymooners, they're, like, enemies to lovers or whatever. And the whole reason she doesn't like him is because one time they were at the fair and she was eating food and he, like, stared at her and she was so insecure that she thought that, like, he was, like, looking at her in a weird way and, like, fat shaming her. And he didn't even say anything to her. He was just staring at her. He was just looking at her. Like, people look at you all the time. That's yeah, not a good like, reason. What the heck? I like, I, I read know. that, like, the Shatter Me series is enemies to lovers. And, like, I've never read it. And I'm just looking up some right now. And, like, someone said the wall of Winnipeg and me is enemies to lovers. But it's, like, not really enemies to lovers it's like it's not enemies because the girl is so down bad for him the entire time yeah what's her name vanessa Uh, yeah vanessa vanessa is so down bad for him it is so okay i don't like that book at like a lot of people love that book one of my friends really likes it and i'm like i just don't get it I, I don't, and also, I hate books that, like, where the main girl or guy calls the other, like, main girl or guy, I don't know, um, weird nicknames. Like, oh. in The Wall of Winnipeg and Me, she calls him Big Guy. Oh, it's so weird. Oh, and not in a sexual way, guys. Like, in a, like he's just so, like, massive because he's, like, a linebacker or whatever. She just calls him mm-hmm. Big Guy, but it made me deeply uncomfortable like I don't I don't know like I would feel really uncomfortable if I was like walking around and some like person was like hi big guy Mm -mm -mm. jail uh yeah like it's just some of the names need to like go like what is it don't they make you so uncomfortable I know it's weird um okay fake dating oh Spanish love deception I think uh um the unhoneymooners also the deal i would say Ooh, the deal's good. um and then i don't know that's like the ones that come to my mind um the love hypothesis oh yeah uh okay but the love hypothesis also makes me feel weird because it's like a raylo fan fiction but like you know <laughs> you know the vibes yeah um i'm like struggling to find like fake dating ones that are good oh okay um uh to all the boys well before is fake dating that one is that's my favorite i love that one that's the one that probably got me into the fake dating trope because i was like this this is a masterpiece like that that is how you do fake dating like that is how you do fake dating the tension the jealousy mm, i love it i just love it i like fake dating i think Oh, should I be controversial? Should I say that I like fake dating more than enemies to lovers right now? Because I feel like it's just executed so much better. I love like fake dating. Like, I don't know why, but just like them like falling in love with each other and like realizing, oh, well, I want to like actually date and like the line gets blurred between like, is this fake? Is this real? I feel like uh, if I read a good 
enemies to lovers. Maybe that might be my favorite, but right now, like, I've read zero, like, good enemies to lovers books. Mm. Okay, most controversial opinion of all, I think friends to lovers is the best love trope. Uh, I just think it's the one that's, like, the best executed. So, friends to lovers recommendations? Uh, people we meet on vacation? Yeah. Um, love, in other words, mm. is also really good. Um, yeah. I like Love, Rosie. I like The Summer I Turned Pretty. Mm, yeah, Duani said People We Meet on Vacation. That's one of my favorites. Um, Since You've Been Gone is a good YA. Friends to Lovers. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I'm sure, wasn't there like one in the Deal? The Deal series, the off-campus yeah. series? What was this? I, I can't forget. First one. Because she, yeah. she liked this other guy, and Garrett was like, okay, well, like, yeah. We'll oh, yeah, him. she liked that one guy. And then he was like, I'll get you a date with him if you like yeah. help me with this homework or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I actually really like the deal. It's like really bad of me, but I really like the deal. Um, but like the other books in this series were like pretty mid. But the um the Briar U series, the spin-off one, I like. I like Jake Connolly and um, Brenna. They were my, I like them and I like Summer and Fitzy. They're good yeah. too. The first yeah. two books were really good. And the last two were like mid. Like, I feel like I only like the first one in the Briar U series. And then the first two in the, uh, oh no, the first one in the off-campus series and the first two in the Briar U series. And the other ones are like mid. They're like, eh, I couldn't really care less about the couple. Like, what was it? Like Allie and Dean? Like okay. that whole book, I was like, what are you guys like? That is mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. We kind of discussed this one, but best friend's brother. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I know Twisted Hate is like where the guy falls in love with like his sister's best friend. Um no, that book was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> there was like a weird plot twist. <laughs> Wait, can I just like spoil a little? A little? <laughs> okay, this is spoiler. So just skip this part if you don't want to hear it. But <laughs> it's like, I don't even know how to say this. Like she goes home for her dad's birthday. And then she finds out like her dad really isn't her dad. And then this whole time, her dad has been like, her dad in quotation marks has been like trying to kill her and then like her the brother's best friend like wasn't actually friends with her brother because like they're real friends he just wanted to get close to his brother because their dad was like some evil guy like something and so then the her new boyfriend the brother's best friend like tries to kill her dad it's i don't know that's oh, all i got that one oh that's a different book than what i was talking about i think that's like the oh. first book in the series and then, like, yeah. the girl, this time, the third book is the girl's brother who falls in love with the girl's best friend. Oh, yeah. her brother and that girl that he hates or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, oh, I tried to think of your name. I forgot. But it's, like, Josh and, like, whatever yeah. the girl's name is. Whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the first one, that book was crazy. That's a fever dream, honestly. Like, imagine like you go home and then you find out your dad isn't really your dad and he's been trying to kill you this entire time and then your new boyfriend wasn't even friends with your brother in the first place and your new boyfriend wants to kill your dad weird 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like best friend's brother can be really, really good. And it also can be like horrible. Like, I think my favorite best friend's brother is the summer I turned pretty serious, which by the way, is going to be a series on Amazon prime really, really soon. So I'm really excited for that. But I feel like it can be done so badly. Like examples we just like gave above. Like it just, it's just, it can be really, really bad. Like, and really strange and really weird. Like I read like Serenading Heartbreak by Ella Fields. And I feel like that was an example of like a one that was like executed, like okay at first. And then by the end, it was horrible. I don't know. Um, okay. This one's kind of interesting. Marriage in Peril. Like a book where the couple is like already married or like already together, but they're having like trouble. Oh, I don't think I like read. There's like this one book that you gave me where like they're married or something, mm-hmm. or they're together and they want to like divorce and they like buy that's, a house. I think that's you deserve each other. Yeah, yeah that's you deserve one. each other. Oh, that one's really good actually. I really like that one. That's the only one I can really think of too. Um, that one's cute. It's about this like married couple. And like her name is Naomi, and like she basically hates her husband. That's all I like. It's like it's like kind of weird. Like she doesn't really like her husband anymore. They kind of fall out of love, but then by the end they like fall back together. So it's like cute. Um, and then last one I think we should do, like oh maybe last two. So the first one, contracted marriage or like arranged marriage. <laughs> Have you read any good arranged marriage books? Um, I'm gonna say. the only one i have read recently is terms and conditions by lauren asher she's the one that wrote like throttles the dreamland billionaire series i hate it yeah the fine print is good the terms and conditions is horrible like honestly everyone keeps like raving about it and they're like this is so good and i'm like what are you guys reading that i'm not reading I heard like really good recommendations and then some like really bad ones. I don't know. I feel like it's so like hit or miss. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like good ones and I can only think of like things that I've like, you know, like a couple years ago, I was like obsessed with the app like episode. This is really embarrassing, but I was obsessed with the app episode. And I can only think of like really good like arranged marriage books on episode. <laughs> uh, I honestly really can't think of anything. I think I need to like expand my tropes this year because like why am I like not finding it? I think it's because I like specifically avoid certain ones. Like I avoid the pregnancy trope at like all costs. I do not like the pregnancy trope. I don't oh know why. God. I just do like it. Oh, I hate it so much. Like all of Colleen Hoover's books are just pregnancies and babies. And it's like, oh my God, like not every single book needs to have a pregnancy. <laughs> you know what's really funny? Even Verity. Verity yeah. is like the scary one. That one. <laughs> pregnancy too <laughs> like all of her books have like someone who's pregnant and it's like <laughs> november 9 um also has that it ends with us also has that um uh oh, ugly, ugly love. Oh, actually i think ugly ugly love actually does have a pregnancy oh my gosh 
they all do and this is not a spoiler because like not all of them are like the couples like some of it's like other people like but yeah like all of them have pregnancy oh my gosh oh my god like books without having like pregnancy tropes in it Mm, i know okay last trope love triangle the love triangle that's coming to my mind is twilight (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um the selection series oh that was so good i love the selection i i i love the selection it is i want to reread it because i think when i read it i was in what like seventh grade or something yeah in like sixth grade or whatever and um like I remember it being really good and like the one quote like break my heart a thousand times it was only ever yours to break (laughs) you're gonna make me swoon oh my gosh I love okay I was always team Maxon like I'm sorry but if you're on team what's his name Aspen okay Aspen yeah if you're on team Aspen I'm sorry you're just giving you're giving like yeah, you're just giving bad energy. Like, really that is a red flag. Yeah, I yeah. really liked him at first. And then when he became a guard, then that's when I didn't like him. I didn't like how he ended up with Lucy. I feel like that was kind of weird. That was kind of, like, last minute and kind of interesting. And I don't know. I feel like that was kind of, like, a side, weird side plot. But I did not like Aspen. I was like, mm, if you like Aspen, if... No, because I was, like, reading the last book and it, like, recently came out like when I was reading it and I was like if she ends up with Aspen I will riot but thankfully like she didn't I read like their daughter's book and that was like okay. oh her daughter is a brat uh, like I don't know how the guy like getting picked up I don't know there she I didn't like her daughter's book my sister also read this selection and she was like I hate Edelin I hate Edelyn, Adeline, whatever her name is. I do not like her. And I was like, does anybody like her? She's really bad. And she ended up with, like, a weird pick. Who, who is that? I forgot who that is. She, like, married, like, you know, like, how there's, like, a Finnish guy or whatever? The she married his translator. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I wanted her to marry Kyle so badly. Like, Marley and that guy's kid. They have, like, so much, like, chemistry. Yeah, they had a lot of tension, and I was like, oh, okay, friends to lovers. But she ended up with the translator. <laughs> I'm just so, and she's like, my heart has always been with the translator. And I was like, since when? Like, you guys had, like, what, three conversations? Like, when, 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 when did you fall in love? Oh, my God. But I think um, the selection series, like, gives that, like, love triangle. Yeah, that's a good, good love triangle. I like the summer I turned pretty love triangle. Like, I know people didn't like that, but I think it does a good job because, like, at the end of the first book, she, like, ends up with someone. And then in the second book, she ends up with, like, the other person. And in the third book, she has to, like, choose. So you get kind of, like, both sides and, like, both people. And, like, it was really bad because I liked both people. Like, that's, like, really weird and rare for me because, like, rarely in a love triangle am I, like, oh, my gosh. I usually just, like, like one person and hate the other person like I will find every reason to hate the other person I'm like they did this and that and that and that and in the summer turned pretty I like kind of like both of them like I like both Jeremiah and Conrad which was really interesting but I don't know I even like Cam Cameron like there's this like one weird side character that like comes in in the first book and I liked him so 
I don't know. I just, I think I just like Jenny Han's writing. But anyways, I think we should just end this episode really quickly with like some books on our TBR. So like, Dwani, what are like three books on your TBR? Three books on my TBR? Okay, let me find my TBR really quickly. Okay, so while you do that, I will say mine. So um, I really want to read Crying in H Mart, which is a um a kind of like a memoir and um I heard it's really really good and I got it for Christmas and I have not read it yet and it's been a couple months so I should probably get on that so maybe during spring break I'll update you guys and let you know if I read that number two it ends with us uh by Colleen Hoover I just feel like I need to read it at this point everyone has read it and I think I need to read it not to like be pure pressure or whatever but you know um I read Ugly Love and I liked it I liked it um not I didn't like the relationship but I like I like story I guess which is interesting you know um and then I also read Verity and I love Verity I think Verity is very good and then I read half of November 9 and I wasn't into it so I kind of like shelved it for later but I don't think I'm ever gonna read that one and somebody told me like some spoilers so I I forget the spoilers now but like I don't think I'm gonna return to November 9 so that was kind of a miss but I think I will like it ends with us because I heard a lot of people said that one's like her best one and then conversation with friends. I want to read that one because I want to read more Sally Rooney because I heard her books are just really good. And I liked, um, I like normal people. So I think conversation with friends should be good. And also Joe Allen, Taylor Swift's boyfriend is in the new like movie adaptation. So I want to read it before I watch that. And then finally, like Culty by Mariana Zapata. I like Mariana Zapata's books. Like I liked um, with Luca from Luke Off With Love. I didn't like The Wall of Winnipeg in me, but I feel like Culty is supposed to be really, really good. So hopefully it gives me those vibes. But like all her books give me the same vibe though. Like I feel like it takes me forever to read and they're all very like slow, you know? I know they make me fall asleep a little bit, but I like them. So we'll see. And then, oh, I guess I also want to read Good Girl Complex by Elle Kennedy because that's like her new series or whatever. And I have it like on my shelf right now. I like see it. It's like bright orange, but like I have not picked it up yet. Yeah. Uh, I want to read The Secret History by Donna Tartt. Um, the Final Gambit, which is like the third book in the Inheritance Game series. But that one like comes out in like August. Um, a new book came out like Dating Dr. Dill and that has like... Um, I think South Asian or like Indian characters. Oh yeah. Wait, do you want that? I have it. I have it. I got it from Book of the Month. I'll get, I'll lend it to you. Oh, thank you. I really, that's like my next book I want to read after I'm done like On This Earth or Perfect Gorgeous or something like that. I forget the name of it. Um, I really want to read that one. And then um, All Roads Lead Here by Mariana Zapata. I heard oh, that awesome. one is really good. And then um, The Trouble With Hating You. I think that's like also kind of like Indian related book. Um, I think so. Cause someone was like, yeah, I think I saw that. So that, that looks really good. And then I really, really want to read um, Malibu Rising and then um, One True Loves by uh, Taylor Jenkins Reid. Like that's uh, like my next book that I want to read. Ooh, yeah, I heard that was really good. Oh my gosh, yeah. Also, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is becoming a like Netflix series. Really? Yeah. Oh wait, I showed that to you, didn't I? Yeah. I was <laughs> gonna say, why are you shocked that you literally sent me that TikTok? No, no, yeah. 
so it's becoming a series so i'm really really excited but anyways we have to close this episode because my computer is dying <laughs> okay um um, so we hope you guys like enjoy this episode and you like all of our book recommendations. Um, and if you want more, let us know. Um, we hope you enjoy this episode and make sure to go follow us on Instagram for updates. It's at Even Little Things Podcast. Our podcast is dedicated to sharing advice, mistakes, confessionals, and giving you peace of mind on all things impacting teens today. Because it's not just doing about even little things, it's us too. We hope you'll join us next time. Bye.